0: Hey everybody, it's Drew and it's Blake and you're listening to the Lock Stock and Two Smoker Controllers podcast.
1: Buddy. welcome to episode 54 before we get dive into the episode I'm going to uh, shoot through our social media preamble real quick It it's grown significantly since when we started so bear with me guys we now have the lock stock and Two smoke controller store where you can buy hundred you can buy shirts
0: shirts pillows a piece of underwear that I expect nobody to buy that's a joke product. Uh, water bottle, coffee mug, I don't know. Let's go in there and look. Yeah, I've been I've been making more stuff. Uh, occasionally, when I when I think of something, or the website occasionally emails me when they have new stuff I can use.
1: We are also on Patreon, and we uh, want to thank all of our Patreons who are supporting us thus far.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We are on Twitter, Discord, Facebook, Instagram, and Reddit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also Twitch on the weekends, so feel free to drop by those. Uh, follow us so you know when we Twitch. Yeah,
0: and I use the Facebook and Twitter. I'll tweet out the days we're gonna we're gonna try to stream. We don't make it every single weekend, but we do our best to. Any co-op thing me and Blake are doing together, we try to stream our entire adventure together with people who are there.
1: Uh, we uh, you can also email us uh, any. Questions, comments, or...
0: Game suggestions.
1: Game suggestions, or even product suggestions for the store. That Yeah, that too, If there's sure. a couple of things we're missing, like maybe you want a koozie, we don't sell koozies or something like that.
0: I don't say koozie, because I, I, I didn't see koozie in the store. I don't think I can make one of those. Oh, so, sorry. <laughs> say the one. <laughs> say Immediately say something that I don't think is in the store.
1: I, I just figured it would be something easy. Who doesn't?
0: Uh, you would think. Nah, no, I that not think about it, because I, I would have wanted one, because I have a bunch of koozies. So no koozie yet, people, so don't email me asking for a koozie.
1: And a a little bit of self-promotion for me is uh, my story. They Come This Night, which you can find on Amazon just by searching the title. Uh, It's only a dollar, unless you have Kindle Unlimited, and it's it's part of that package. It's free. I, I got it signed up for that, so that's pretty cool. And I have a I've started where I think episode 5 dropped recently yeah this past Sunday for action <clears throat> action the movie podcast it's a, a movie podcast as you can tell by the title uh, that we hope that I do with our good friend Steve uh, I felt a little clustered almost or,
0: or not what's the word um, tied down by your own no spoiler yeah self-imposed rules of trying not to spoil a movie on this podcast?
1: Because the whole point of this is to make you go watch the movie. The whole point of that one is to make you go watch the movie but with the full, full spoilers we fully warn you to watch the movie prior because we're going to tear, not tear it apart but we're going to dig into it and talk about scenes, actors, directors and break into even some of their other movies <laughs> by accident going on tangents we're prone to tangents. Yeah. And lastly, you can find the po- find the podcast on Spotify. And the other cool thing on Spotify is the playlist that Drew has that he adds to every time we do a band. And we're actually going to be adding to that at the end of today's episode. So uh, keep an ear out for that.
0: Yeah. Uh, links to everything Blake just talked about and all that fun stuff. You could search for our name basically everywhere. But links to all that if you want to... Links to everything can be found in the show notes attached to this and every episode of the podcast that we put out if links are faster for you. Otherwise, just search our name.
1: And that is Lock, Stock, and Two Smoke Controllers. Yeah, try forgetting that name. You
0: ready to dive into? Yep. We're only going to do, we have one game this week and we figured it was a big enough game I think more size-wise and the time we committed to it, I played 60-odd-something hours. Yeah, I was
1: about 70, a little over, maybe. some
0: around there. So I thought the game was large enough that it was it was worth it it's having its own, very own episodes. we only have one game this week, and then I will wrap things up with a uh, a band on the end, a band that's working on... which I, I I tend to keep doing a band that's working on new music, so I feel it's a good a time as any to get you listening to them. So with that, Blake can go in and tell you about... well. Intro the game. We'll hear about what he what he learned about the developer.
1: Uh, welcome to episode fifty four, <laughs> and uh, the game we're talking about. It's been well, rather, its sequel is being talked about a bunch right now. Yeah, and so we decided to play the first one and see how much if we enjoyed it at all. What well, we talking about? Monster Hunter stories.
0: On the Nintendo DS, was it just
1: the DS or was it the
0: 3DS? I think it was on the it was a three. Yeah, it had to be on. The, it had to be on the 3DS because only the 3DS had the little added oomph it took to make
1: to make this game play possible. Yeah. <laughs> so first and foremost, I'm gonna dive into our developer, which mm-hmm. is a pretty big one, probably definitely the biggest one I think we've probably talked about, at least most notable.
0: We've talked about... It's Capcom,
1: right? Yeah, it's It's, it's a
0: division. That's, that's what we talked about on a previous podcast, if, if you're a, f- a follower of this podcast, that uh, when you talk about the big companies like Capcom, Square Enix, Activision, uh, EA, and talking talk about games that said, "Oh, this game was developed by one of those companies, that's usually developed by a subsidiary inside of that company. Uh, Ubisoft does it, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually Sonic. So this the game was you know quote-unquote developed by Capcom but it ain't ain't like the whole billion dollar company chipped in to make this this little DS game but uh, whether or not you can find the name uh, within the company uh, of the of the group of people who made the game uh, changes depend as you depending on the different you'll see like uh, most commonly you see different uh, Ubisoft's different subsidiaries are just usually Cleverly named after the city they're in. But I don't know a whole lot about how uh, Capcom divides things. We talked about Nintendo one time. I think Nintendo just gives their, gives their, little, their, little, their little side, their little groups really generic, really generic names. Did you find? have you find anything?
1: Well, yeah, well, I was going to do it because it, it's co-developed mm-hmm. by Capcom and another game, another company called Marvelous. Mm-hmm. And so Capcom, for those who are aware, Capcom's massive. They have almost, I think they're almost, it's 2,800 plus employees. Yeah. spread across several different. If you play
0: video games, you know who Capcom is. I mean.
1: Uh, brain, like, AniMusha, Resident Evil, Devil May Cry, mm-hmm. Mega Man. Uh, monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. Yeah, the monster, not, not this one, but the Monster Hunter series. And so, Marvelous itself, they tend to do uh, anime style games. Sometimes games based off anime or anime style games. Uh, Some bigger ones being, uh, what's more recent? uh, The Fate Stay Night. Uh, Fate Stay Night Excella, they made that game, or the game is based off that. Another one called Sinran. Kagura which is a uh, like a Musao with like I think it takes place with like Japanese mythology like uh, uh, maybe I
0: don't, know if you've, I don't know if you've ever played any, any other Marvelous games and that name sounds familiar mm-hmm. like I've seen that name splash across a screen before
1: yeah they've uh, some bigger uh, more one I want to play is uh, God Eater they they specifically God Eater 3 which I thought was weird but mm-hmm. I do want to try that they're also responsible for Rune Factory
0: Mm, as yeah, well as the only, more... We've only played one Rune Factory
1: game. As well as the... Lately, the Harvest Moons. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, the, on the 3DS, and then there was some on the Wii, as well as, I'm not sure if there's any on the Switch yet.
0: There's some... I think there's a new Harvest Moon games coming out. Trying to compete with Animal Crossing and maybe uh, Stardew Valley.
1: As well as... Uh, one of their bigger ones too is also called Valhalla Valhalla Knights, one, two, and three. Uh, it's just it's one that I've I recognize, but I don't know too much about it. And so they're responsible for doing a like uh, they make games. So
0: want, did they like develop this entire game and just got permission to use the Monster Hunter name from Capcom? Basically,
1: I, I would guess so. Yeah. Like, but they had, I'm sure they had to have an idea, but. See the like
0: it sounds like maybe it wasn't a Capcom city or like Capcom just tapped this company to make a Monster Hunter game. I think game they tapped
1: them. them to make a, a make not only like I said they make anime style games. Mm. Most of their games end up becoming an anime because they also publish their own anime. Oh, really? <laughs> a lot sometimes based off their own games to try to bolster you know get you know get more money get more merch, and so because of that. I think that's why they were tapped, because they made, they, if you're familiar with Monster Hunter, this is a slightly different take on it, and we'll get to that here in a moment.
0: Yeah, we actually covered, well I say covered, in the infancy of this podcast, we dabbled in Monster Hunter World for one episode, and hadn't really gone back to it, we hadn't really gone back to that game, due to, due to the size and the the time commitment that Monster Hunter World has, but uh, this is a much smaller, uh, much smaller endeavor. And this game, is as far as, well, this game right here is only on the 3DS, and then the sequel now is on the Switch.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> yes, it's a Switch exclusive. But when I said earlier, it's a uh, all-encompassing. Not only did this have the the game, but it also has a a, a more friendly uh, art style, I guess, more mm-hmm. anime based. Yeah,
0: sort of sort of cartoony.
1: But they also had because this game originally came out, it was Japan only, uh, October eighth, twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. and then it went worldwide uh, on the ninth. Yeah. I don't know why they waited a day, but I they just did. But uh, it's weird how because this came like I said this came out on the eighth, a uh, almost a full, actually not even a full, like five days prior, they launched. An anime at the exact same time.
0: Oh, well, there's a Monster Hunter.
1: Monster Sto- Hunter Stories, right on. Right on. Right on. <laughs> yeah. And so that went uh, 48 episodes and went almost Dang. a yeah, it went almost a year. It, it, it went from October second, 2016, to September third, so it went 11 months. Um, it
0: follow the story of the game, loosely adapted. Hmm.
1: Is what it. I'm, so I'm sure it when it did its own thing but stretched it out over 48 episodes. And it was a similar art style. Some, and then they, I'm sure they got the, the package deal: we make the anime, we'll make the game, so on and so forth. So they were, you know, they got their money's worth.
0: Mm-hmm. The game was successful enough to be um, get a sequel. Oh, yeah. Full-fledged console it sequel. It was
1: very well received.
0: Yeah. We'll get into our thoughts here. In, in yeah, I'm kind
1: of, uh, so I've kind of slobbered on... Capcom and Marvelous a little bit, and the uh, you know the fact that there's an anime and a sequel.
0: Yeah, was the anime ever brought to America?
1: I'm sure it was. I don't uh, know I don't why it wouldn't be.
0: The game is was obviously brought to America. It Was only um, translated uh, the text. Uh, the the game itself has uh, bits and pieces of Japanese audio, yeah. Japanese voice acting throughout. Either but
1: Japanese or they use it as like a fake language that's really Japanese pretty sure, pretty
0: sure it was just Japanese throughout I mean even I think even when we played Monster Hunter World it was in Japanese wasn't
1: it? Uh, well no in English Monster Hunter it just didn't talk, just didn't talk that much but It's a hey hey, buddy Talked the handler yeah it's in English okay after we played
0: that game mm-hmm. so so
1: as we said earlier this is not your typical Monster Hunter this is a a spin off to the whole thing where it's you don't play really as a hunter. It, uh, it, mon- it shouldn't really be called Monster Hunter stories, but they needed the name recognition. Mm-hmm. So it should have been called. What you are in the game, you're a writer.
0: Yeah, I f- we talked about this off the podcast. Then na- I don't know if it, 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 the name just didn't, wouldn't have the impact. If you call it the game Monster Hunter Riders, this would, it would have just made more sense because Riders is a key. Key part to the story of the game, but the story itself is nothing to write home about. the The game is the game usually pretty favored, pretty well on its gameplay and uh, graphics and stuff like that. A lot of things are praised about this game, but you don't you don't you don't ever hear anybody being like, "Man, I'm sure glad they wrote a story." <laughs> it's like a you call you say it's like a, almost like a Saturday morning cartoon,
1: which is probably why it got an anime. Yeah, anime,
0: the anime probably played out played out the same way. It is a very Saturday morning cartoon good guys and bad guys and best friends and love and trust and partnership and all that fun stuff is what is honestly what the entire game is about and I was at certain points only half paying attention because you just really care about getting to see what that next monster monster is around the corner is kind of the kind of the the same the same thing that pushes people to play regular monster hunter is to see what that next hunt is see what that what's, what's around the next corner.
1: So standard Monster Hunter is, like what? It's an act, It's an action. It's not even an RPG. It's just an 100 an action yeah. adventure people, combat. People would
0: say it's an RPG because you have stats, probably. But you don't level up or anything, really?
1: You can boost the stats depending on what you wear. But all, even then, you, all, everything, all your stats are entirely controlled by what you wear. And there is no, like, level, not really leveling up that I'm aware of. Now, Monster Hunter Stories, uh, like I said, it's a different take. It is a now a turn-based RPG where Mm -hmm. you level ups matter and you gain equipment and stuff like that and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And just besides having yourself as the the quote unquote the the, as the writer, I was gonna say monster, but as the writer,
0: you have a um, silent sort of, sort of silent protagonist. Sort of. He talks yeah, you kinda, very briefly. You get to create your own little character, and he he makes noise and hollers and stuff. And I guess people he he'll, he'll like do motions, I guess, and people are like, "Yeah, man, I get it." And like talking back, talking back to him. But this is basically yeah. a silent protagonist. He or she, I guess.
1: Yeah, he yeah, he or she. And so as a as a writer, you don't necessarily kill monsters. You do. You do. They, they act like they act like it's so weird
0: that, like, when riders and hunters meet each other, they act like it's so strange. The writer that writers are so weird, but like, you do like befriend you befriend some monsters as a writer, but as a writer, you still run around just murdering monsters everywhere you go. You do. You're not you're not too far from being a monster hunter, so I guess that's why the name still kind of applies because you, you do just ride around with your own monsters, just murdering other monsters. Yeah, you, constantly. It's, you do it's,
1: get. The, game, the game's <laughs> got a cutesy-wootsy name for it. Uh, uh, they're your monster best friends. Your monsties. Mm-hmm. Your monster besties.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's
0: quite a few of them. I think around 150, I think. But a lot of them are just pallet swaps, give or take. Uh, I, think, I think it was around 150. Something like that. Remember, it's 112. 112.
1: 150 for all the monsters in the game. I in think. The game,
0: okay, because there's some things, some things you fight that you don't
1: get to. There's 112 train. plus four exclusive ones that were DLC for Japan, mm-hmm. but only during. You only got them if you participated in the tournaments and got oh, you know, time things. Yeah. It was a it was a timed event, but then people could still. I guess they were given codes. And the codes unlocked them in their game, and then so people... Because you can get them, but I don't think you can get them outside Japan.
0: Yeah, there was some DLC... We downloaded some DLC stuff. A lot of the DLC was post-game, which by then, you know, 60-odd hours in, I didn't care. I beat the main story. I didn't care about post-game. But in the DLC, in the post-game, there was a Zelda a Zelda crossover where you get a full Link armor, and then a, you get a, a Pona as a, a, a monster
1: quote unquote that you quote, can unquote, ride around monster
0: you can ride around and uh, fight people with opponents I thought it was kind of cool like I watched the little trailer for it on the DS and I downloaded it because I didn't know it was going to be like buried deep in the post game but I just I never had to play it but I didn't play all that but there's a bunch of free DLC
1: and there's free yeah there's a lot of it and there's these cool little QR codes that are still active after all these years yeah. uh, I found a, a Reddit post dedicated to all these QR codes you scan that gives you like free items and, yeah Guess, that was pretty cool.
0: Kind of neat little stockpile of items to play. Anyway.
1: So, okay, real quick, we're going to... Back to being a uh, a writer who has monster best friends. Just so you're aware, they're not your best friends. You kind of give them Stockholm Syndrome. Because you steal the eggs from nests. <laughs> no, you're,
0: you're basically a kidnapper. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're a, you, a kidnap- you.
0: You go and kill their parents and take the eggs
1: and you only take one; you leave the rest to just sit there and die. Wake hatch. up!
0: Wake up! And with no mom or anything, mom or dad around.
1: So there's like some dark undertones that, if you're paying attention, you're like, "This dude just murdered the mother and stole the egg. Stole an egg." Yeah.
0: I know. There's no. No. There's no mention of that. Kind, <laughs> that kind of
1: of that badness. Being, being
0: what's exactly happy. People talk about Pokemon being just glorified dog dog fighting. <laughs>
1: And this is just glorifying Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> it's murder and kidnapping. But I mean, it, 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 we're, we're laughing at it, but it's it's true. It's what it is. But that's mm-hmm. just us being glib.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it has, like we said earlier, it has a, a, a turn based combat. Where it's you and a monster of your of your choose. Because you get a, a party of I think eight or six that you can cycle through free of charge whilst in combat, or even you can only swap
0: a monster once a turn. Swap a monster once a turn, though.
1: And you can also freely use the swap them whilst in the field while on the world map. Or mm-hmm. world map, I guess it is. Well, yeah. Not, yeah, it's a world map. It's, a, it's just a basic map to explore. And each monster... I'll get to the combat here in a little bit. Um, but each monster also comes with a... Some of them have multiple, but that's not until like later game where a monster will have dual abilities... But your monsters have exploratory abilities, which allow you to explore, as it says in the title, uh, explore the surrounding area. Mm-hmm. And some of them are simple, like jump, uh, which lets you kind of hop across like ravines. But then it gets a little more in-depth, depending on the terrain you're in, because you go through several different biomes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you eventually, uh, some things you have uh, swim other things you have uh can either swim or run through lava
0: yeah i found the running through lava because it calls it like a. I i think it calls it like lot la- that the skills called like lava swimming or lava dive and i was like oh this is gonna be weird how are they gonna pull this off and your muncher just steps on the lava and just walks on it and i was like well that's it anti anti-climatic. It's one of the later game abilities too and it's just like it, me- it really means nothing
1: it just means your monster doesn't take damage or walking, But you can still, anyone else can walk on fire. Yeah. But you have the fire walk, they just don't take damage when they walk on the fire.
0: Well, even then, the other monsters, as long as if you run fast enough from platform to platform, you still won't take damage. You have to be, like, slow before you catch on fire, I guess. So it was kind of a dumb ability that was lackluster that didn't have any cool, get any cool look to it. And then there is... I'm with, uh, there's digging. Oh, yeah. Was digging, which you just dig in a hole and you pop. You, you see a little hole in the ground. You just dig in there and you pop up in and wherever the other other side of the hole is.
1: There was also searching, plant searching, water searching, things that just like roared and let you know when there was like um
0: stuff just pops up on your map. That's just, it's just it's just a ping.
1: What's that? What would you call it? What's that? Um, a, re- a renewable resource, like a randomly generated renewable resource that yeah, you can pluck just the flowers, the
0: materials, or- plants, bugs, fish. Yeah, and the, la- and the last one you get is a. Uh, I think you get it for the first time in the story is you get flight.
1: Yeah, and that's pretty. That's actually pretty cool. Flight's handled pretty well. Pretty
0: yeah, it's good. pretty good. Pretty cool, actually. And once you get flight from, I won't spoil where flight from the story, you start getting other other monsters that can also fly. But you don't. I don't think you get one at all. Can you get one before? I don't think you can no. get one before that particular moment. Cause I it's, mean, it's, if it's,
1: you're really really lucky and you can fight. I don't think uh, you
0: have the, I think because of the story, because we're we're jumping around, but you have this, like a your kinship stone is what makes you make, makes you make, makes monsters uh, be friendly towards you. And not want to eat your face off And your, your, your stone levels up through parts of the story. And I think you don't have a monster. Your stone's not high enough in the story to use a monster that can fly until after that, that story point. So that's how they kind of keep you. That's that's where they make that that first time you fly be important because it's what the particular.
1: There's an in-game mechanic that kind of hinders your progress, just a little bit.
0: Yeah, actually managed to uh, through luck because you have regular. We're jumping around a lot. Cause it's kind of, it's kind of a comp, kind of a complicated game. It's simple when you're kind of playing. I think we're
1: explaining a bunch of stuff, and then when we actually dive into it. And we mention stuff. They'll know what we're talking about,
0: Gosh, or they'll hate us for us jumping around. When you're exploring. Uh, the regular maps, you'll have uh, regular monster nests that pop up. and then Monster dens. Monster dens. And then you have these gold ones that pop up, and those guarantee there's a rare monster in them. Uh, and I got lucky at one point where I ended up, with, ended up with two rare monster dens and got two monsters that I couldn't. I say lucky, but I got two monsters I couldn't even use. You could hatch them, but you couldn't even. I could hatch one. them, and they just sat in my freaking. In, in my little uh, farm thing. Just you sat know, my know, little. Monster ranch? <laughs> Monster ranch, Monster <laughs> Ranch. Uh, yeah, they just sat there at my at Poke Center in the computer
1: in Bill's PC.
0: <laughs> Bill's PC. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was kind of interesting because so it will, the game will give you monsters that you can't, you can't even use. You have to sort of stare at them, wishing you can use them.
1: So we've talked about a few things. We're going to dive mm. uh, into, I guess, combat, and then it's slightly move into the story, because it's...
0: The game's the game mostly about fighting. The story, I mean, we can do a bit of the story, and the story is... Well, I
1: think is, you could just do kind of like the intro.
0: The story really is, there's a dark, misty, black badness covering covering the world, and you're just really trying to find the source and fight back the... Yeah, it's the called bit, the Black Blight. The Black Blight, you're trying to fight that back, and it, 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 it comes over some... Uh, monsters and makes them more powerful and stuff like that. You fight them as bosses, and then later in the game, out of nowhere, the game throws a a new bad guy at you. That scientist guy.
1: Yeah, like uh, like honestly, about halfway through the game. Yeah, I know there's like, hey, here's a uh, an actual bad guy type situation. He's not even bad. He's just dumb. Not dumb.
0: So it's ironic he has built a devices that allow him to control monsters that's like machine parts that allow him to control monsters and everybody thinks he is the worst person in the world for taking control of monsters and making monsters do his bidding yeah after you've spent 30 or 40 odd hours up until that point murdering and kidnapping your way across the world he's the real bad guy <laughs> Oh yeah. But arguably you're, you're you're the greatest villain of the story.
1: Cuz you know, the whole like we said earlier, the whole Stockholm syndrome and kidnapping babies and murdering their mothers. But because you have them there quote unquote not against their will, they're not chained. Like all you you don't like beat your monsters or chain them. You, you know like that you just hatch, hatch you hatch the egg it imprints on you and it's like, mind you like sure." Come on, buddy. Let's go kill your friends. Yeah, let's go kill your brothers and cousins, <laughs> real quick, dude. And so, there's more to the story than that. Not really. There's a little like it, there's subtleties to it. Like the reason he is trying to control him because he he saw a monster hunter, a monster rider, a long time ago, and wanted to emulate their abilities to control monsters with just their sheer force of will and stuff like that. And he couldn't do that so he went the science route ends up being bad and the, it's really it does you do fight unique monsters there's such-and-such such x or such-and-such x-22 and it's what
0: ex usually it's oh. so it's like a it'll be like a Bayroth ex and it's, it's the ones covered mm-hmm. in machinery
1: and it, it, they look really they look distinct and they look cool they have like the battle armor and they have a different kind well, of Well I
0: thought was weird is you kept getting out it could be some post-game stuff you keep beating them you just get pieces of pieces of the armor I was like, "Are we going to like run into a, like a part in the story where we get to build this armor and like take advantage of this dude's stuff?" And then, I never. And then did. nothing ever, nothing ever. You just had I had piles of this crap inventory, and n- nothing ever came of it. So, I wonder, I guess if anybody like, has played the game and wants to tell us if they ever get to use the armor, write it right here and message us and let us know. We'd be interested to find out without having to Google anymore because I already played all the game. I'm not going to go back to it.
1: So your your main character, you get armor. As we talked to just standard monster. Hunter. As you, at first, it's just stuff that you can buy, mm-hmm. and then once you kind of make it a little ways into the story, you you head to the monster hunter city, mm-hmm. the city where all the most famous hunters come and join. Do
0: you remember what the monster city is? It's a, it starts with G. It's a big
1: old name. Gildan Gildon Guildan. Something like that. You it don't is.
0: you don't say it because it's in Japanese, so I don't know what they're saying.
1: So it's a pretty it's a pretty cool thing you get there and you, you have people freak out because you like, you come in riding on a monster and they're like what the deuce and you know you meet the king and there's a whole pretty cool story you explain what you are and what your story is and they go we even been kind really not really
0: a king it's just the guy who runs the monster hunter guild.
1: yeah I guess that is true you're I guess monster hunters are still below <laughs> the average people even though we they save the world on a weekly basis by murdering monsters at, so they don't come into towns and cities and castles mm-hmm Anyway, besides the armor, which you get, uh, you get a, you get a pretty good handful. Of, you don't get the full arsenal, like you do in like Monster Hunter World, mm-hmm. but you get a decent sized arsenal.
0: You, yeah, you start getting, once you get to that town, you start getting the. Uh, you talk to the, uh, the smith there, and he gives you. He calls them quests. They're not really per se quests per se. You just. He starts letting you know what every monster you, which, which monsters you fought have a certain kind of equipment atta- attached to them, and if you've played Monster Hunter, any Monster Hunter, you know it works almost exactly the same way as it did in World. You just go kill these monsters and get pieces of them, and come back, and then you get to make the equipment with the, the pieces and a bit of money, and everything has uh, stats are just all, all over the place. Like it's just you get really really equipping things. Like you'll have you'll you'll you won't just buy. There ain't a, there ain't the best thing.
1: No, know, it's everything's situational.
0: Yeah, you're always changing. You're constantly swapping your armor and your weapons out. I wish you can change your at least your weapons in combat. You can't change anything when you're in combat besides swapping your monster out. I wish at the very least you could swap your weapon. I wonder. I've, I've read up. i read about a little bit. There's a, there's a various improvements in the second game, which I we'll talk we'll talk. We'll, we don't know what those are. but I'm hoping that's one of them. And there's some combat stuff. I wonder if they address in the second game, but.
1: Uh, well, the other thing when I mentioned full arsenal is you only get four type of weapons. There's a bunch of weapons, and there's like some signature weapons that do not appear in Monster Hunter, which also has a lot to do with I think the fact that you're a rider. Yeah, you're they- not trying to kill these monsters, so some of like the, like the switch axe or the gun lance, like some of the heavy, dan- you don't get those. Mm-hmm. You get some of the you get the basic stuff. You get great sword. Sword and shield, the horn and the hammer.
0: Yeah, I think we both used for some reason. We both decided on the great sword throughout
1: the entire game, all the way up until near the end. Because I was using whatever had the highest attack power for me. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, it was the great sword. And near the end, I, there was a couple that were the hammer. And so I was like, I was like, oh, you have two extra attack points. I'll go ahead and take it. And it was the hammers. I
0: remember you saying you didn't you didn't upgrade stuff too much. I ended, up, I ended up upgrading a bunch. Otherwise, you're just sitting on... I had tons of money and tons of materials. I was upgrading everything. Everything I was using, I was upgrading it.
1: I just never needed to. I don't know. I didn't really struggle that much. Hmm. I mean, I struggled some, but due to some of the in-game things, it's actually made pretty easy. For the
0: last boss is an instant death move. Yeah, don't, don't we talk about that yet?
1: We'll get to that. Uh, so I've talked about your, your hunter, your armor, your weapons, and now I want to talk about the monsty. So, your monsters you on it, you actually don't control your monster other than if you order them to do uh, a special ability, which all depends on if you have your special gauge filled. And your special gauge is called your bond meter, how close how or is it your kinship meter either one kinship. kinship meter so other than that your monsty will act entirely on their own
0: yeah so every monster has uh three things before they have ele- eventually they have elements too but they have, they have they have what they call tendencies There's a speed power and technical what's annoying about this is those work in a Rock paper scissors kind of thing, like a uh, speed beats power, power beats tech, and tech beats speed. Yeah. Um, what's annoying about the game, and I thought the game worked this way when I played it, is if you take a a speed tendency monster, that monster is gonna is gonna always, if not most most of the time, if not always, always use its speed attacks. It's not true at all. No. It's it's so untrue. It's completely unreliable. I thought throughout my thought throughout my playthrough, I would I would be carrying with my throughout the game. I thought I'll I'll have me a speed monster, I'll have me a power monster, I'll have me a technical monster, and I'm mixing some elements. I thought that's how you would play the game. Not true in the slightest. You basically just pick your most powerful monster or your your monsters that are your favorites, which we'll talk about, and you just hold on to your favorite monsters throughout the game because that's what's going to matter more than because they're going to do when they attack. They're going to do whatever they want anyway. Yeah. And the same thing replies in the reverse when you're fighting stuff when the game tells you like just predict just predict what your mon- what the monster's going to do and then it's just like well it's, it's a power tendency so maybe I should use my speed attacks oh but use a technical instead
1: It happened to And you get a,
0: you get advantages when you when you attack so you, when, when you attack your monsters can they can go head to head with an, you head to head and you can go head to head with an, another attacker too when you're head to head they they run into each other kind of mm-hmm. And if you have uh, if you if you win the paper, the raw, paper, scissors, you do more damage and or you take less damage if you win, however it goes. And sometimes if you But you're basically almost always you're you are always guessing that that, that gr- it grows really tedious throughout the majority of the game.
1: The only thing cool is if you guess right and you guess their weakness, you counter them and you don't take damage. you guess you, wrong. Take, you
0: take a smidge. The, the the number's blue. I, I watched it. Oh, it's, it's, so, a, it's so it's so so small. Yeah, I don't know why it even bothers hurting you. I've had it because they still get hurt. i I've have had monsters beat me, beat me on on thing like opponents beat me and the little smidge be enough to kill them.
1: Oh, really? So, so
0: yeah, it, yeah, it you do take you just take significantly less damage if you win the, the head to head. That's called it's called head to head. Yeah. So.
1: And. So, like, that can be complicated, and it's it doesn't work out the way it should. That might not be... I would say that would be due to, the, like, the... the limited capability, but... it shouldn't have been that difficult. Like, if you're... Specific, if if the game says speed, tendency, monster, it should use speed, I'll say, 90% of the time. It shouldn't use it every time, because it, it's a monster, it's not stupid, but... at the very least, it... If it's a speed tendency, it should be able to do speed and tech. Or, and not, you know, it shouldn't be able to do what it's, it's weakness. Or so, okay, so maybe it should be able to do speed and power and not tech. But, yeah, but, but every monster can use all three. Willy nilly. And it doesn't it make it, it is so difficult to figure out. Like, every now and again, you get lucky because monsters game, will the, follow patterns. The game
0: is constantly hammering you. It has a little companion, companion with you we haven't mentioned. The guy who basically speaks, unless, instead of having your main character talk, this annoying little cat that follows you around, screaming at everybody all the time, and he's constantly in combat nagging you about following the pattern. And you start watching things do certain things, and you think you got like it's it'll be like I'm going to do a power attack, then a special move, and then I'll change to a technical, and I'll do power move, and I'll do a special attack, I'll change to a technical, and you're like, "Oh, I think I got it," and you and you try to make your move, and it completely changes what it's doing.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: And it's just like, what 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 patterns are we, are we looking for here, you know? So, I, I don't know. And I even tried to Google. I even I even Googled it at certain because there was one monster I just couldn't beat for the life of me. And I Googled it. I was like, to see if I was just missing, like, if every monster or even their special named monsters, like, they're just more powered up versions of normal monsters, if they have a set pattern built into the fight or built into that monster. And they don't. They just do whatever they want to do. Yeah. And you're supposed to just do your best against that, which... Eventually, you it's do. A, it's exhausting. Not really, but tough the whole, whole freaking game. Aside from later, if you're strong enough, you just kind of barrel barrel your way through. I got sort of wow, well, I was just barreling barreling my way through things. So with my most powerful, i like the two monsters I ended up liking the most.
1: Yeah i I ended up getting my favorite monster fairly early on. I think we have the same favorite, which is kind of lame. Yeah, because. Some fan—I don't say fan favorites, but some fan staples. Mm-hmm. Like there is this in the game. There's like the Jaggy, the Bayroth, mm-hmm. the
0: the spiders,
1: the yeah, N- Nursilla
0: I don't know if those are a fan favorite, but those are. If anybody happened to watch the Monster Hunter movie, the spiders were in the movie. I don't
1: know. Oh yeah, there is a Monster Hunter movie which I forgot about. It came out earlier this year. It's like two, or three years ago now. So I don't know. It's been a while. It was earlier this year. We saw it in theaters earlier this year.
0: You're, you know we're in 2021, right? Yeah. That movie came out in like 2020 or 2019.
1: I, I swear to God we saw it earlier no, this
0: year. It's been out for a while now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> See what I'm oh, well, I
1: thought it came out at the same time as Mortal Kombat. No. It was early, no?
0: No. You can anyway. keep, keep talking.
1: Anyway. Stop. So... What, once you get a little further in the game and you have these the monster tendencies uh, you play through the story a little bit and it unlocks uh, uh, what do you call it the right of channeling which you can uh, this is where some of the cool customization almost deck building like things can happen in the game is your your monsters you find out have a 3 what is it a 3 by 3 I think that's what it is, a three by three grid, so nine slots, total, and you can uh, pretty much play bingo with uh, abilities and other things. I uh, did, I, did, I,
0: did, I didn't like that. I didn't like that whole thing.
1: Well, you can kind of. Uh, you're uh, you're right. Hmm.
0: We went and saw We went and saw Monster Hunter January second 2021. twenty twenty one. Yeah. It seems, like, it seems like it was forever ago.
1: No, it was earlier. The, it was earlier this year. It, you can buy it now, so six months later we can buy it. So I thought I was thinking February.
0: No, uh, January second. Huh. Yeah. Who, who, who'd imagine you'd be right?
1: Me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So this little three by three grid, not of, it allows you customizations, which
0: the way it teaches you to Do it is something I would that I you, you never do in the game. Oh, no, it, the way it, t- it like t- it like takes a monster that you would never use in a particular and that like so. You, the, the story is giving you a situation, and they're like, Okay, well, you need a you need this monster for this monster is has defense against this element, but then you need to give it a different element to fight with so you take this one monster maybe we were playing the game wrong but you take that monster and you give it a weird skill that you would i just never i was like why why are they teaching this this way this is not how i would do this and it's not how i play the rest of the game and maybe that's why we're not monster hunter experts i don't know did you end up doing anything weird like that i tend to majority of the majority of the game i was I was catching copies of the monsters. Because when you catch a copy of a monster, it has, the, the bingo thing is different, and you copy its abilities onto onto your monster you're using.
1: I would. I I'd, copied
0: the same month the same monsters onto the same monsters.
1: Oh no, I I, I, I switched. Uh, I switched around quite a bit. Mm. I made sure I didn't go as far in depth as like, oh, this monster has a weakness to lightning. Let me slam on it lightning resistance so
0: yeah exactly because if this monster is weak against lightning i'm never going to put this monster up against a monster with lightning
1: i'm not so attached to this monster that i'm like i and the fact you can swap out monsters Mm -hmm. what's the point it it seemed
0: yeah it's what they wanted you to do it's why it's there was to make that kind of monster but i was like i just won't use why would i would i just won't use this monster against the lightning monster? i'll just use something i have five other monsters in my party six almost at a certain point i think you get because you get a special story slot and then you get your whole rest of your team yeah it just seems it just seems like they were trying to add an extra layer of complication complication i wish i hope i hope stories has a different s- s- stories too has a different system in place there. I just didn't, care. I didn't. I didn't care for that one. I didn't like repeatedly going and kept going and just grabbing, grabbing eggs for to hope I get lucky and get a get a skill or a, a stat boost that I wanted to add to another monster. Because I wasn't. I wasn't walking into every den I saw. You, like your little farm can hold a hundred monsters. I was like, no way. I had, I had by one. At the end of the game, I was holding like twenty odd monsters, and, mo- and I wasn't. I was. Um, most of the time in combat it was two two monsters I ever used in combat. Yeah, in direct confrontation.
1: I I, I used a bunch for the, their exploratory abilities. I oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's my, usually
0: what your party consists of—is all your monsters with explore. Add exploring monsters that never even fought in a battle.
1: Basically, think of it like original Pokemon or Gold and Silver, where you have your team, and then you have your HM whore. <laughs> for lack of a better term and so basically this is the reverse you have a party of hm music. listen i,
0: w- I listen watching uh i haven't mentioned on the podcast yet there's a, a guy one of the few few youtube personalities i actually like is uh the channel uh, one credit classics uh, y'all should look up one credit classics a dude uh ben on there does some uh, really cool mostly he does videos about beating uh Old games and win one one credit. Like he'll he don't continue. He just beats all games in one credit. I've seen him do some crazy stuff, but he was playing Pokemon and you talk he was he did a, a long play. This is something he's done on the side of Pokemon Ruby, which got me and Blake playing Pokemon, which which will come in a later podcast. It will come later, he called you called an HM whore. He called it a nicer term. He called it a utility Pokemon.
1: A utility Pokemon. So you
0: called a whore. He just called. He used a. Uh, What's well, a, a zigzagoon? Because zigzagoons oh, yeah. can learn everything apparently, except for fly. Zigzagoons can learn everything. Anyway, this isn't a Pokemon podcast, but the monsters and Monster Hunter. Uh, there's no crossover, really. I don't think there's any monster. Like, there's not a monster that can dig and jump. Every, every and not every monster even, even has an exploring ability. There's some. There's a lot of monsters and Monster Hunter that are Monster Hunter stories that are just worthless.
1: There is one fantastic monster. That there, the only there's only I think there's only two in the entire game. There's its version, and then if you're familiar with Monster Hunter, um, th- there's a lot of similar monsters. They're like a, they're like cool. Here's a, a raptor, but then they're like here's a a blue raptor and here's a green raptor, and they're all kind of they're this they're samey but different. They're a different species. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're familiar with Monster Hunter. You do have the rare variants. Like a perfect example would be, if 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 people are familiar with uh, Rathians, mm-hmm. Rathians are these massive green poison-breathing dragons. Mm-hmm. And now one of the more They're popular
0: fire-breathing, one... but they have poison tails. Oh,
1: yeah, poison tail. Now a popular one is you have Rathian, which are green, and then these super rare. A hybrids or half-breeds or something, I'm not entirely sure, are pink wraithians. And so you get those, you get a few of those in-game. Mm-hmm. And of course they come with their whole armor set and weapon set and stuff like that.
0: Yeah.
1: But there are ones that are literally the same species. Uh, But then there are other ones that are literally just a quote-unquote different monster that's really just a color swap. So it's...
0: It was a mixed bag. It was a it was a a, a special pink Raytheon was the monster I mentioned earlier that I could not. I struggled beating it was it was a name one of the named ones. You fight it way earlier than you probably should. Oh yeah. Uh, and it was a uh, nearly unbe nearly un- at the, when you first discover and get, and get the side quest, it's pr- nearly unbeatable. I fought that thing four or five. It's probably the hardest fight I had in the entire game until I, I was like nah, I can't I can't do this now. I didn't have to come back and do it. Well, it was a pink a pink Raytheon. It was names. It had boosted It had boosted stats and stuff.
1: We haven't really. Do you want to dive into the story just a little bit, kind of like do the intro? Maybe introduce some of the. You go
0: you want, right now? You want to go back to the beginning of the pop, beginning of the game?
1: Well, we we didn't really touch on the story though. This is the story.
0: Nothing really. I
1: mean, That's fine. Yeah, it is really. For a game called Monster Hunter Stories, it should have had more. I just want to kind of talk about how... You
0: talk about it. There's just... I, I, don't, want, I don't want people going into this game expecting there's going to be a grand, a grand tale. Yeah. I think the game was named poorly. I think Ryder would have been a, bunch, a much a much more appropriate name.
1: I just kind of want to nag on it a little bit. Is the... Uh, spacing of the story? Pacing? Pa- pa- spacing. Yeah, the pacing of the story... Because you spend a whole, like you said earlier, like probably the first 20 hours maybe like roaming around. Oh, you're a monster writer? That's crazy. And then you kind of just monster hunter it up.
0: Well, you go from place to place. Everywhere you go, somebody's like, man, man, I saw this black monster somewhere tearing stuff up. I guess we need you to go take care of it. And it's, it's, a, it's a monster covering darkness. You go to the next town, somebody's like, man, I saw this black monster over here tearing stuff up. I guess you're the guy to take care of it, and guess what? It's a monster covered in darkness. It does that for the first quarter or so or more of the game. As you get to each each new town, and you go to an area, there's a town. You go to an area, there's a town. You go to an area, there's a town. You go to an, area, there's a town. There's an area, there's a town. I mean, it's 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 just the basic structure of the game.
1: And then out of nowhere, there's like, who? I'm a doctor who's a bad guy. And then they just had to make someone who's... They had to, I guess they had to give a face to the bad guy. Besides the evil blight mist that was infecting Vegas, you have to have a face. It's <laughs> not a good face, but you yeah, have to have a face. And that's the story, folks. Mm. I
0: see if you want to talk about that. Yeah, I, what do you want to talk about? I don't
1: know. I just, nothing. I just had the character names wrote down in like parts. Of this. They played. You, can, you can
0: mention the characters, too. You have two friends that you you rarely see. Throughout the vast majority, like you're you're, you're in your, your your home village and you have two little friends that you see in the opening scenes, and then you see the, you count on your hand each time you see the, them throughout the rest of the game.
1: That is true. So yeah, they they
0: come more in the end, and then there's this random guy that comes out of nowhere, and starts following you around later in the game. Well, you I can't you, I can remember his name. You the meet fa- him the in the fat Jordan. the fat guy.
1: The fat guy.
0: Little fat guy starts following you around.
1: Oh, you meet him on the island, yeah. Yeah, he
0: comes out of nowhere and, and forces himself to be a part of y'all's and everybody just kind of ignores him. He's just there, and, he, and throughout the rest of the game, he has no purpose.
1: He's just there.
0: He's literally just there. He's,
1: like, more worthless than movie. Nob-
0: nobody really talks to him. He doesn't miraculously save somebody. He doesn't. Have a secret power. He's just some. I was like, who? Who wrote this guy into this game?
1: He was there. Yeah, you, just... you had
0: two other characters, two other friends that you basically wrote them off into going. Because one girl joins a school. Yeah, the Scriveners. Scriveners, Guild, whatever. And the other, and your other guys all mad and wants to run off and just kill everything. So your your two friends, it just writes them away from you. For the longest time, it's just you and the, the obnoxious cat.
1: Yeah, uh, Naviru.
0: Naviru, this is your typical annoying Japanese screaming character. Um and then also there's this fat guy.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm guessing you so you didn't like Naviru at all at all? No, not really. I find him quite annoying too. Yeah,
0: he's just screaming. He's just he's just he's just screaming at you the whole game basically. Yeah. And uh you meet when you figure out when you start learning about his story.
1: He actually see he has probably the probably one of the coolest stories. A better
0: story, but the probably his story is you meet the rest of the cast, the rest of his family, who are all more interesting than him.
1: Yeah, less annoying. All of them
0: are. Yeah, yeah, all of them are not annoying, and they're literally all more interesting than he is. I was like, why were we giving them this one?
1: Why would we give him the weakest link?
0: <laughs> yeah, like it's just, I, I don't know. Strange people make people make video games make strange decisions sometimes.
1: Uh, this is gonna come kind of out of left field, but I kind of just remembered it. Mm-hmm. As a random factoid, because it's on the 3DS, the game is amiibo compatit- com- com- compatible. Compatible? Yeah. Wow. My. Yeah. Compatible. I don't think
0: you even did it though. I told you after the fact because uh, we've we've obviously over time collected a bunch of amiibos and sub- now I can't say a word. Subsequently. Subsequ-
1: sub- sub- subsequently. Sub. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Afterwards, later down the line, in the timeline of our lives, uh, sold sold all of our Amiibos. I think Blake kept...
1: Some of my favorites.
0: Blake kept uh, the Pokemon-related Amiibos, and he kept Cloud Strife from 557. If
1: they put out a Sephiroth one, we're going to buy that Sephiroth one.
0: They may have, I don't know. But we used to have a bunch. Yeah. Uh, there, may be, there may have been a special Monster Hunter one for all we know. I don't keep track of them anymore. No but I did. When I was playing, I was like, oh, there's Amiibos. Whatever, I'll take the ones Blake has and tap them to my DS, and it just it just gives you items. They're not related to the... Cause, I mean, what, what, are they going to give you a Pikachu? Like they, they don't...
1: Well, there were some items, and there were some ones in Japan that the Amiibo was the award, and that is what gave you the monster. It was specifically designed for those tournaments, and they made an Amiibo that gave you the monster.
0: No, that's cool. Yeah, but we don't we don't have none of that. Yes, yeah, so it was
1: Japan only in the tournaments where you fought. I wonder if
0: Monster Hunter Rise had any I think Rise may have had an amiibo, but that game's newer than Stories Stories 1. But that's something else.
1: The uh we we've, we we've, we we've gently touched on it about your monster being having abilities that you use the through kinship or uh bonds. Um one, one cool thing is if you do manage to hit your opponent's uh, weakness with your monster, you get you add a little bit to the gauge, but if your monster hits the weakness, you get a bigger boost in your bond gauge. Yes.
0: and if both of you and your monster use the same, say you both use your power move, like you use your power move, and your monster happens to, by luck, use your power move on the same enemy... And it's that, and the enemy is using the wrong one. So using technical, technical, yeah. you do a a, a a dual attack.
1: Well, you take no damage, and he takes double
0: damage. Yeah, you you and your monster fly. There's a cool little thing you'll fly into like a little X slash thing. People might remember from like Chrono Trigger or
1: chrono cross, cross
0: with a little X slash thing. You and your whatever monster you have do that. It's the, it's the best thing that can happen for you, and it it gives you a huge boost on your uh, kinship gauge.
1: And once this gauge gets full, you get to activate the kinship mode, which is kind of cool, where you l- get to ride your monster in combat.
0: Well, what's key about that is uh, two things. One, you obviously you have, you're obviously you're, have uh, combined and boosted HP.
1: And stats.
0: Stats, and you're, and you're in your control of the, of the attacking now. So you start get you start nailing your if you're getting lucky on your guessing your opponent you start getting your attacks nailed over and over again, and then you start having your, your kinship gauge keeps building up. If if you have to it starts a kinship level one, and then you if you nail a good attack you get two and then it maxes out at three and three and one two and three are just the tiers you use to use your kinship ability, which is basically just a, a super powered move that each of the monsters have. Yeah, it's
1: specifically designed for that monster.
0: It's monster specific, but the palette swap monsters have the same sequence. It they're kind of the same move, but they're all pretty range from kind of being kind of silly to being really flashy and cool. But they, they're all pretty devastating. Oh yeah, it's a super powerful. It's, it's a limit break. It's basically a limit break. Yeah, more than anything, it's, it's what you're trying to do with the most things. If you're lucky enough, sometimes you can, if you if you hit your opponent enough times, if you're fighting a powerful monster and you hit him his weakness enough to not weakness, but you hit. The correct sequence enough times, he'll fall down. Oh! And, if yeah. they, and when they fall down, they have no, they kind of squirming on the ground. They have no defense, and you do that. You use your kinship attack. It ends. It ends the battle more often than not. I know we're all all over the place. We get like that sometimes, I guess. When we're when it's a this is a kind of a kind of a complicated. Well, all Monster Hunter games are somewhat complicated, but there's a lot in this little little bitty little bitty cartridge here.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said early, you go through. Do you know how many uh, biomes you go through? How many different areas?
0: There's a, a basic plains. There's plains. Uh, then you go to the... I think it's the snow and ice. The snow, ice, and the water kind of place. Then you kind of go to another kind of plains that has a beach on it. Like a, yeah. You go up into a volcano.
1: Wait, I, th- I think you do the the mines and then the volcano. The mines lead to the volcano. Yeah,
0: but it's all fire and yeah. lava and everything everywhere. And eventually...
1: Well, somewhere in the middle, I think there's a a A rainforest. A rainforest. Yeah, there's a
0: rainforest. I don't really care about the rainforest. The rainforest gets really confusing the further you get into it. It does. I I actually probably spent the least amount of time in the game in the rainforest.
1: Because you have, like, the opening rainforest where, like, oh, you can't go this way yet because you you don't have the ability to. And then you come back later with the ability ability to. Oh,
0: vine climb. It's a ability we forgot.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, vine climb moves. Well, we, we even talked about the spider, the Narcilla.
0: Yeah, the spider has a vine climb and these uh, these little uh, things called a Tigrix is what I had through most of the game. Tigrix had, are cool. Had a had a vine climb. It's just climbing up vines. I used the spider at first. It's just like reaching things. I don't think it's ever required to progress in the game. No, there's usually no, it's usually yeah none usually, of the
1: exploratory abilities are required to do with the story. They're only there's they're only for exploring or doing shortcuts like the vine climbing because. Uh, like, in the second part of the rainforest, we have to climb up the massive tree. Tree, uh, You can walk up the branches, but if you have one that can either jump or climb, you can just climb and literally just straight up instead of having to zigzag your way through the, the yeah. roots of the tree. And I, I did enjoy that, not having to... I was like, I'm... Because I, I like the game a lot, but it got to the point where I was like, what, it happens with a lot of RPGs because... They the fluff and stuff. I'm like I'm ready for this to be done.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, there's a whole. I think I go into all that because it's all the all the end game. So there's a whole ex, whole the whole end of the game is just like, what is going on? It's Like the game the game does start to. Uh, I think it starts to drag a bit when you're kind of run out of new places to go to. Yeah. And, and then you like, start and what well, the worst part of the game is when you're like you like you got to go back to. So at first, you're purifying these big kinship stones. You purify one or two, and then the game kind of loses track of that. You start doing something else. And then way late in the game, after you've been to every almost every map in the game, the storyline's like, I guess you need to go purify all seven kinship stones. It's like, well, I wasn't doing that when I was there originally. There's no... Yeah. So you got to go back, go re-go back to all the old maps. You know, there's new areas pop up somehow. Sometimes a rock's not in the way no more. Or you've got... oh yeah. More powerful monsters or things just change and move and you'll find another place or a cave. there's a new cave or I just it was it was a really weak second that's second half of game basically where you spend getting the kinship stones
1: that's what I was talking about with pacing like you spend, and then I don't know where they're like oh here's because what oh there's a black there, there's a, a blighted monster and a kinship stone blighted monster kinship. and then I know where you're like there's dr. mangler with a name like Mangler, if your last name is Mangler, I don't, I don't you're a bad guy.
0: Was that his name? I don't, I don't remember his name. <laughs> yeah,
1: M A N G L E R, Mangler. <laughs> so if your if your last name is like something weird like that, or if I mean if your name is like Doctor Mindbender or like Man- you're you're a bad guy. Mm-hmm. You need to be in jail. It doesn't matter how good you do you're going to something's going to cause you to lose your grip on reality and become a bad guy yeah and like that's what happened because then you do the whole the mangler storyline which ends up where you find Naviru's kind of roots and his family and all that stuff and then you do that whole storyline then when you finally kind of finish that they're like oh yeah we spent all that time on that we got to go back to these old areas that we, it, they just kind of like, they didn't just sprinkle it all together. They focused on this section for a, ble- a while and then this section and they didn't blend. It wasn't good blending.
0: Yeah. you also somewhat abandoned places for a little bit, for a while, for a long period of time. Yeah. You just
1: never go back.
0: Like the ice place. Yeah. You go back there. Never. Never. Actually, you're never, well, to go past it, I think.
1: No. You go through it,
0: At the very end, and literally, literally at the very end. So you go through it, and initially, which is where we can see here in a second where we find where we find probably our, our matching favorite our monster. Favorite, yeah. But then you, there's no, you're never sent back to the ice place until literally the very, very, very end of the game, where you like crack open the mountain or some crap, and you go past the mountain. It's literally the, the last yeah. few hours of the game, but it has, but it has nothing to do with the ice place. You're literally Warping there just to walk out of it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so
0: that place is made. It was built and then just abandoned uh for no reason. And uh, that also found the desert lackluster. Like you barely like you you run through the desert one time and you're never sent back to the desert for anything. It's and, it's a large map to them that never use.
1: There's like a, a little refugee village. Because there's, like, a sandstorm and a monster attacking the big village.
0: Yeah, a black, black monster. Uh,
1: then once you beat the blighted monster and make it to the big village, and it kind of opens up a little bit, and there's, like, a coliseum and an arena. There's some side stuff to to do in there, but it negates the opening village, but the opening village... It's not like people in the opening village migrate to the main town. They're they are both still exist. The, they cult. just sit there. It seems weird why they were both... Cult. I'm like, why don't you just up and move and make that city a little bigger, but... Yeah. It just seemed weird that for the for the refugee village to may to stay there as a refugee refugee village after the main town is back open because you kill the thing that was causing them to be refugee. It just seemed weird to keep it.
0: Yeah. Uh but, so I don't know how much more we want to go on about all this. We we'll can talk about some of our favorite monsters. Really, we can. Uh, the favorite being, I, I, I guess, we'll agree it's Zamtrios.
1: Yeah, I was going to say one, two, three, three, three at the same time.
0: <laughs> Zamtrios is the coolest thing in the game. Yeah. He's, uh, one, you get him way, for his power, you get him way too early. Way too early. Uh, two, he's so awesome that he doesn't get a pallet swap. There's not another one in the game, which is very strange. There's almost pallet swaps of every other monster in the game, except for him. Maybe Bayroth. I'm thinking now. Maybe, maybe that there's another... There's
1: a few. Like, you don't... Well, no. Technically, the bear and the rabbit are almost the same thing.
0: Sometimes. But, no. yeah. But, like, you get Xamtros in the ice place. And... He he was literally... Until you get you get a... Uh, like you We're say... Your special buddy. We just say your special buddy. You get your special buddy later. And he kind of somewhat takes over. But there's certain fights he wasn't he wasn't good in. If he, If I wasn't using your story monster... Then, uh, Zamtrios, whether he was the, the strong monster, element wise or tendency wise, didn't matter. He's, he's, a, it's an overpowered monster. And you need to look up a picture of what a Zamtrios is. It's a land shark,
1: it's a, a it's a Franken shark that is a, basically a giant frog made sweet, sweet love to a shark.
0: Yeah, he's awesome.
1: And that shark also has the ability to, which I think is another amphibian ability. I think there's an amphibian that can do this where it secretes ice and it gives itself an ice armor.
0: Yeah, it looks super cool. Like it's the
1: closest thing to a kaiju in the game that's like a kaiju. Like, of course, there's giant monsters. You got some dragons and some armadillos and spiders. You're like, oh, kaiju related. This thing, it's a frog shark that can grow ice armor. And it looks awesome both ways. Yeah.
0: So in the, the game, does it, it's crazy how it, how it how it, it does something like this is that your monsters have a quote unquote rarity, which supposedly says how how how, how powerful they can be. Yeah. Uh, it goes from one to
1: I think eight stars or something. Eight or
0: something like that. I think Xantros is maybe a two. Two
1: or a three. Yeah. Two
0: or a three. So he should be somebody you use for a little while, and then toss later when you find somebody to replace him and nobody I didn't even find nothing you don't you don't ever find any there's nothing any anything that ever comes close to being at his strength it seems like like it just it's so it's so weird that like there's a lot it says like 100 112 monsters 112. and he's in my party from the from the moment you get him in the ice area
1: he never came off
0: he never left a party and he has the he is the he's the only thing i ever sw- he has the swim ability it's the only thing I've, i ever swam with it's i didn't like i didn't like walking around with him because he does hop around like a frog it makes it hard to kind of to, angle to get your get, to get your bearings a little bit so i didn't often ride on him like that but I, but he was often swapped immediately into the party to uh to destroy everything
1: because not only was he awesome he had super high attack. He wasn't very fast, but he had super high attack. Mm-hmm. And because of his ice armor, he got super defense. And while he was ice armored, he, he I think he did more damage mm-hmm. from his melee skills, not his breath skills. Because this thing also... Had an ice breath attack. Yeah, had an, an amazing ice breath attack. Not only did it have an ice breath attack, but it was an all-hitting ice breath attack. So yeah. you could start... the And the, the, the longer you use a monster, when you start fights... Your bond meter starts, you know, it, it starts at a certain set amount. And if you've been with a monster long enough, you start with a pretty good chunk. And so I was closer to the end of the game, not even closer to the end of the game, about halfway through. I used him the entire game. is Our bond meter was so high that I would start the fight and he had enough to use his ice ability right away, his ice breath ability, and I would do it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, weaker enemies one hit kill. I wouldn't have to fight the fight. But... It had a secondary ability because it is an ice breath. It had like a twenty or thirty percent chance of a thing called skill seal, mm-hmm. which prevented monsters from using their abilities. They could mm-hmm. o- only use the basic power, speed, and tech attack. Mm-hmm. He was just broken. Yeah. Hey. So in the, ch- the and all,
0: all that. He also had uh, uh, an additional move. It was all skill skill seal skill seal chaser. Where if, if if he had skill sealed, if somebody had the skill sealed status effect, and he used that move, he does critical damage on an enemy that has their skills sealed. He, he learns that he learns that move naturally through level ups.
1: do level up, or you can teach it to him. He
0: could be a he be but I Just learned it through leveling yeah. up. And yeah, so literally, it's a monster you use. I use the entire game. I mean, you could like you could like put other monsters
1: in. You could give an ice breath to any other monster, I guess technically. Yeah. But depending how I had mine built is through the items from using the QR codes and some other things around and some things given to you is I I unlocked all nine of his abilities. See, I didn't even do that. Specifically, I I unlocked all nine of his abilities and I linked them. Uh, He had a set of power, a set of tech, and a set of speed. And so because of that, he got HP boost, attack boost, all the boosts. And one of them... Because uh, every single one of well, almost every single one of them was an iced elemental. Was his ice damage was, I think it was at 300%. So his ice breath hit everybody at 300% its normal damage with double its chance. So now I think 40% chance of skill sill. Like he was it's stupid right, broken. A ridiculously like powerful I, I, he was stu- like, In my special monster, the, the, the story based one that you, that you will get, is he was the same way but with fire. Yeah. I did the same thing with him, but with fire based. But he didn't have an all hitting attack. So when I went against mine
0: did yeah, I taught mine one?
1: I didn't. I didn't get. I,
0: I taught mine. That there's a laser beam move that these other other monsters can learn. It shoots this superheated laser, and I used one of the. I caught one. I used one of them to teach him the laser move. Oh, that's cool. I didn't. Yeah, know. that's how you can build your monsters and like customize yeah. it. Was a red move, so he had he had full red across his bingo boards. So it was all it was all lit up, and he was his fire damage was boosted out the wazoo, like he was. He was. I mean, he was he becomes your main attacker once you get him, but he also can't certain things. He couldn't fight very well. You just switch in Xantrios and the fight's over with. I mean, you only need two monsters.
1: Yeah. Like if they if if they made the fight where, like we said earlier, that Zamtrios, if he was specifically his tech tendency that he's supposed to be, and didn't use power or speed attacks at all. Cool. He's great against a speed monster, but against the power monster, I have to. But I literally, I fought things that were his weakness and wrecked them. Yeah. Just because I eventually he got it right. Or back and forth, I was able to use his mega ability after I was, you know, we kinshipped and bonded. And I, you know, rode him in a non-sexual fashion. And... Oh, he just wrecked the monster! Cause he, he had a really cool ability too, where he got like he got blew himself up real fat with the, and then squeezed out all the icicles, and it was really yeah. cool. Just a ridiculously powerful. So early,
0: so early in the game. I I don't think they did that on purpose to give you something cool and powerful early, or if it was just they thought he what he maybe they thought he wasn't that good. Like, I don't know, or maybe maybe he just over maybe I
1: broke him <laughs> by giving him all those awesome yeah. abilities.
0: How do not Uh, is there any other monsters you want to? I mean, there's a hundred a h hundred and something monsters. There's a lot of there's a lot of cool monsters in there. And Monster Hunter is obviously famous for its monster design. I mean it's what it's kinda Uh
1: early on, before I got Zamtrios, I was pretty fond of one called the uh the Azoris. The, the bear. bear, yeah. I enjoyed the bear. He was pretty fun and he had like a self healing ability where he would just Eat honey. open up a jar of honey. Like he was powerful. He looked kinda cool too. Yeah. I enjoyed the bear. Um, the, there, was, there was the
0: one that was useful. The useful one that uh, the, one of the best ones in the game for utility. Talk u- utility it, wise,
1: I wanted to talk about it where, earlier, but I forgot to.
0: I forgot. I forgot what the it has a weird name. But it's we, like,
1: why is it? it um, it's, it's not it's not Quezacotal, but it's close enough to make. Yeah, difference. but you
0: you you have it, and uh, you ride it, and you hit the the monster skill ability, and it starts a random battle. It's so cool. It's so fast and efficient. It's good for uh, grinding out levels. It's also good for uh, you need to, you need to hunt a hundred specific monster. Easy to go out in the field, and you don't you can't you can't pick which one he's calling, but it's so rapid fire of of him calling a monster, and they, you either kill the one whatever he calls, whether you need it or not, or you just run from the fight and go back into, and then even though you're riding it when you when you start the fight. You just swap them to the month for free. You swap to whatever monster you want yeah, to be fighting,
1: which is probably Zamtrios or your special monster.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, on side note, everybody there's shared experience across the board. Yeah. I know. I know that comes out like later Pokemon games, but but as long as you're, as long as they're in your party, everybody gets the same experience.
1: And then later on, part of your your farm, your ranch, your monster ranch, is uh, one of the abilities. About probably a little over halfway through the game, it's further than it needs to be. Is you get uh, ex- exploring where you can send ex- up exp- to expeditions. expeditions. that's what I was looking for. Where you can send up to six monsters to go hunt down. It's can, random, but.
0: Yeah, they're, 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 they're just gone on a clock. When they come back, they got items and experience and stuff you, like that yeah
1: cool to do if you know you're gonna i kept
0: sending i spent the whole whole rest of the game just sending monsters off that i never used in battle or anything i just kept sending them yeah. off and they kept just piling items like piling items on me it's it's neat it's a, it's a reason to have other monsters i guess
1: other monsters and it's also it's also a way to train because you do get a uh, experience giving items but if you've used them on your party and you have a weak monster that you really want to use because there's that one really cool one near the end the the Zangor it was the uh, Thunder Tiger Gorilla mm-hmm. and yeah th- you heard me right Thunder Tiger Gorilla that's probably that's a good explanation right mm-hmm. he looked awesome but between, I got one it, so late in the game it was like level one I was like let me let me let, let, let use the expeditions to level up a little bit and I just never ended up putting him on my party
0: forget about him because you get Zamprios and the other monster just yeah owning the whole game. I
1: had fire and ice and I'm like, cool, I could use a lightning guy, but I was using
0: Zamchos probably in the last boss fight.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely did. Yeah. Because like we said earlier, the the game's easy. I didn't touch on this. It, yeah. But the little hearts, your hearts Yeah,
0: if you if you were your Munsty die in battle, you get three kind of continue hearts and you, you did it they did just stand back up and try. Keep on trying.
1: They stand up fully healed and I think it gives you a full kinship. Didn't even didn't give you a full kinship thing?
0: No, but it's enough that you just keep on going. You have items You have items that you can restore at least one heart in battle. Which I really didn't have to do unless I was fighting that one pink Raytheon or uh, during the last boss. The last boss is a little unfair and broken.
1: I did. During the boss arama type near the. It was not a boss arama because you can run it. It's in- really just the last boss itself. But you, you see what I mean, like the the last like well, you
0: fight multiple you fight multiple powerful creatures in a row like, at the end, but you can also fight this and just run back to town and just heal and come back. Point, yeah, yeah, come back. I mean, it's not like it's that's
1: exactly what I did. It, each boss, I ran back except for after the third. one. It annoyed me because after the third one, I ran all the way back. Yeah, to there's the front. that cat hiding in the wall. Yeah, and literally, I know that if I'd walked up the stairs, there was a cat hiding in the wall, and I didn't have to run all the way back. And I was so mad when I yeah. Uh, Do you um, know the
0: real favorites? I'm
1: trying to think. I said I like the bear, he was cool. The, the 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 parrot he was he was really good. Parrot is 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 the, is the, the, the fan sl- the
0: fan term, the slang term yeah. for it. The parrot.
1: There was There's
0: lots of different things. There was an
1: elephant monkey that I didn't really like but thing was stupid hard to kill.
0: Yeah, because even the, even the, when the, the cat hollers at you, like, we, we don't know what this thing's going to do. And I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. You just kind of keep selecting moves and hope you ki- hope, hope you end up killing the stupid thing.
1: thing called a congle that was a, literally a farting gorilla. Its special attack was it, it farted on you.
0: Yeah. You know, you can give those farts. I never did it because I didn't care enough to you, maybe YouTube it. If you give the fart skills to other other monsters what it looks like
1: I don't know I think it'd probably be. <laughs> Cause it probably because it's
0: they, because they're, they're really monkeys they just turn and fart on even if you give it to give it to like a, one of your other creatures if it has a whole animation for the because everything's all animated so I don't know if it has like an animation for your other other monsters or if they just fart out their mouths like, like a like a breath like a attack
1: brother? and who knows um, the spider was cool. I enjoyed the spider. One thing uh you couldn't get do you remember the giant hermit crab? The hermosaur?
0: Yeah, you couldn't get those.
1: You couldn't get one of those. And that thing that thing looked dope, especially the uh the big, big one. The the yeah, the the daimyo hermitaur It was on this in the skull of the a desert. triceratops or whatever. Like I was like, yeah. I would love to have one of those, but you can't. it's one of the ones you couldn't get. Yeah. Uh I was fond of the Tigrix after the spot of the Tigrix because he looks cool and he could climb. Yeah, he
0: looks cool. And he can climb, but he has when he, when you get to the later parts of the game and about when you get them, they're they're non-elemental. Yeah. So they're somewhat like, kind of like a uh, um what was the other thing um what's that black thing black diablos yeah the diablos the diablos, the diablos, diablos and the black diablos are not elemental they're really powerful. But I tried using a Black Devil for a Little walks because I wanted something actually had something that high, higher attack power than my Sam and stuff like that. But it always used the skills like it had this super like Merciless Horn. It would use it and sometimes it would just miss and it would and it it would but the monster uh, uh side effect of Merciless Horn was it would fall it would fall down. Yeah. I kept doing that over and over and over again. I was like, I'm, this, is, this monster is retarded. Yeah. I'm not gonna keep using this one because that's a high attack part. Doesn't matter if it, if it never hits anything. We fought Diablos as a Monster Hunter World, and it was a a serious endeavor.
1: I'm not sure if we ever beat one. No, yeah. it, was, it was like a three stage fight where we we it flew, we beat it, it ran down, then we had to go under the ca- under the desert yeah. into it. yeah. Those are much more
0: dangerous, I feel like, in World than they were in stories. Anything else we saw in this that we saw in World? I don't think there was too many fans. We saw D- we saw If we fought a bunch of
1: bayeroths in world, we saw a different version because we had the the Jaggies. Yeah. No, no, those are that's a Jag Ray. The, but the Ludoth the Ludoth looked an awful lot like the Jag Ray with the expanding throat and everything, except for it was slightly mm-hmm. different. That's right. So so not too much crossover there. The
0: Oh obviously, yeah. Wraithians and Rathalos are all through the franchise.
1: Uh. You fight it briefly one time in the story, but a Kirin, the lightning horse, you, you you fight one. You fight it
0: once late in the game. I think you can get one post-game the if post-game you play, game play post-game. Those are
1: really cool, though. They're really horses made of, made of like lightning. lightning. Yeah. Uh,
0: I don't know. I one
1: thing I do want to see in I Monster would... Hunter graphics, like Monster Hunter world graphics, like better graphics, are the, the Kezu, the Earthworm Dragons. Earthworm dragon. The red one and the white ones. Those are
0: kind of they—they're they they're kind of alien-looking. Yeah, know. I
1: wanted to see one in better graphics. It looks. I, I, I
0: want to see. A, I want to see what game you fought as Amtrio in.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do want to see
0: that. I'm fighting. because there's not any. I think it's in earlier games in Monster Hunter but when we played World there was no water fights there's water fights in previous Monster Hunter games and I don't think they like the mechanics or they just never got it right again but there was no water fights and the same choice would be a
1: probably be a water fight I, I, the, the best you get in Monster Hunter World is a stupid mudfish. probably about it yeah, I mean there's a bunch of cool ones but oh the okay not the Bay Roth L- listen to the difference in these words Do you have the Bay Roth and then the berry Roth, mm-hmm. the the flying saber toothed white tiger.
0: What the one other girl? The one the other girl has. But
1: you you don't get till later in the game. But yeah, the the Barry Roth, mm-hmm. Barry Roth. I remember. It's like trying. a
0: saber toothed tiger with wings.
1: Yeah, it looks really dope.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Don't think I ever got one, or I got the one, alternate colored one or something like that. Eventually, you start you buy you you collect you start getting things just because you're running through places trying to do stuff you start collecting other monsters that you just never ended up
1: yeah cool collect it never end up pokedex I mean monster decks
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I think that's I think we talked. I mean I, I we we kind of like but the game was fun the story was blase and yeah. kind of like so initi- nah.
0: initially Blake play Blake played it first we only have one copy of it for the 3DS I think this is this our first DS game on the podcast
1: maybe I don't know maybe no uh, it might be actually I think our first DS game because
0: you played you played Final Fantasy 4 on the on the Vita TV on
1: the Vita TV
0: we gave away a Final Fantasy 4 DS copy
1: we didn't we didn't play it on Final Fan, on 4 Or DS so I think DS. might be, so our, fr- might be our, first, our first DS, our first
0: game. DS yeah. game pretty good pretty good one
1: yeah, I mean, I have no qualms against it. I like I so said, the story was a little lackluster, but I, yeah. I played seventy, almost seventy hours of this game.
0: Yeah. Initially, when Blake told me about it, I wasn't too, wasn't too. I was like, oh, this doesn't sound like it's really for me. But I am kind of, I kind of glad I sat down with it. I got pretty, uh, pretty addicted to the the moving forward. It's it's just like a, like a like a Pokemon or any other Monster Hunter where you're just really trying to see what's coming next or see that next set of armor or see. You know just what's coming. The story it's just good guys and bad guys and love and hope and it's a Saturday morning cartoon. So good, good guys, bad guys. And I, d- I, I doubt the story in Monster Hunter Stories Two is any better, but I think it's going to have some gameplay enhancements. Oh, if you play this game, uh, hit hit X in battle, you can uh, times two and times three the battle speed, which I found out halfway through my game.
1: And can't you hot swap? With the left and right triggers, or
0: oh, there's these buttons. So there's like this main two buttons on the top of the.
1: Did you have your L and R, and then your ZL? And, then, ZL. and
0: there's these smaller buttons, yeah, on, on, on top of your 3DS. And I forget they. They, hot, they sw- hot swap your your writing the monster you're writing or something like that. they yeah. Do something like that. Yeah. Didn't know that.
1: You, you figured out in like the last dungeon or something, didn't you? No, Were like, done. I was
0: like, wow, this is would have been would great to know earlier. <laughs> but the the battle speed thing. Uh, wish I knew that earlier because you could Cause just because this is much repeating their skills so you, it's like it's just like anything any other game with combat you wanna you make it go a little faster
1: you can't turn off animations can no,
0: you no ain't that kind of game but you could you could times two and times three it so as long as you as long as you're paying attention to what's going on in the fight you can rapidly zip through it mm. i got I got so used to it that I would start fights well, when I turn my game off, turn it back on I'd get into a fight and I was like whats this doing slurmersion? Because <laughs> I got I got so used to the rapid fire speed of things. But make sure you turn on that if you want to get to the fights a little faster. Because you're going to be doing a whole lot of fighting in this game. But I did like it overall. It's probably one of the, the best looking uh, portable games I've ever seen. It's surprising the game can look the way that game looks on that on that little, little bitty console. Everybody, everybody brags about the way Switch things look. Switch is also a home console, so it's not things actually look pretty bad on the switch considering what it actually is the ds is actually a little handheld that has a pretty dang good looking game on it and i forgot to mention at the very beginning of the game that the, the your, your your village elder uh speaks entirely in rhyme
1: oh yeah that is he's pretty fun
0: yeah and somebody later in the game makes fun of him for doing a really bad rhyme it's still a rhyme and they were just there somebody was just like that was a bit of a stretch, wasn't it? And then, but he, he says something else, and he keeps on rhyming, and there's one part where he's talking, and somebody else starts talking, they start talking in a rhyme too, and they're like oh no, it's happening to me too. They start talking, and they start talking in a rhyme as well, but he talked that elder talks to you a bunch, and they managed to keep it all in rhyme. Yeah. Which I, w- I wonder how that works in Japanese, but in English, it was written out whole, his whole his a bit of his dialogue, and he'd be giving you like exposition for the game, and he'd be in rhyme. Explaining what's happening in the world and in the game, and it's like all rhyming out. I thought it was pretty funny, and I won't say clever, but people can write rhymes, you know. But it was just a funny. Give that character some kind of personality. It was fun. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about in the game before we wrap this up with a band?
1: I don't think so. Like we kind of pooed on the story, but I think we we left enough out that people would be like, I kind of want to know what happens. What's what's the end result with this Mangler? What's Naviru's whole tale and stuff like that and the rest is the yeah there's
0: little smidges of storylines there that are maybe worth I mean I'm not gonna I'll say I might not play this game again
1: I probably won't no
0: no so I don't know if we'll end up selling it but we we, we did get enough a good time out of the playthrough of the game we're both glad we gave it a chance that I think I mean we're kind of Rambling now. That's all, all I got for this game, though.
1: Yeah, I'm ready to move on to our our band. Yeah.
0: So find much other Stories if you can. You can buy it digitally on the on the 3ds store. Try to find you a physical copy somewhere.
1: Yeah. They should be kind of all over the place right now. Oh, well, I don't know the because the sequel just came out, so I don't know if people were selling their old copies or people were buying up the first ones to play before the second one. I don't know if it would be more rare now or not.
0: Yeah, I'm going to fill out something we we should keep just in case it becomes super expensive at some point. I learned that the hard way, obviously. All right, so I picked a band. Okay, well, we'll go off the game now. Uh, I picked a band that I probably should have talked about before, but there's so many bands in the world, you get lost in all the music and stuff. The band is called Nothing More. They've been around for a little while now. They're coming up on their... They've got three albums. They're coming up on their fourth. So I figure I've been getting pretty lucky on uh, bands that I haven't talked about that I like putting out new music this past couple of years for this podcast. I found nothing more. Like I said on previous podcast, I found nothing more on Pandora. Uh, a song called Blue and Gold. Uh, it's not the song I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be playing today. Uh, that's from their... First album, uh, it's actually a pretty dang good song. This band, we got pretty well known for their "I Know Jenny" movement for a little while. Yeah. For their second album, they got real, that that whole there's a song. It's about the singer's sister, just been mentally ill. I don't, feel, I don't know if it's drugs and stuff. Really. Are,
1: yeah, it's a it's a pretty uplit. It's an angry. I'm gonna say angry song, but it's a it's a good song. Yeah, there was a whole and the yeah. "I know Jenny" movement.
0: Yeah, the "I know Jenny" was people had the shirts "I know Jenny." And they were. I've read interviews with Johnny talking about "I know Jenny" was just a way of saying that I had somebody in my life that had that had problems like that, and I couldn't, I could, or there's there's variants if I could or couldn't help that person. It's all in that song, and the, in other interviews of Johnny, uh, Johnny Hawkins, the singer of the band. He's very so,
1: uplifting individual.
0: Yeah. So they got a bunch of stuff about that, and then uh, they did. That's all in the second album. There's a lot of sad stuff on that album. Lots of lots of sadness and anger on that particular album. The third album, which uh, I haven't got too terribly attached to, honestly, is uh, the album I chose to pick a song from. I kind of for that I don't know for that reason because I could play. I could play Blue in the Gold." It'd, it'd be easy. I could play. Uh, there's a couple of singles from the second album, including Jenny, which is a song you should definitely listen to, and the This Is The Time, the main single from the second album.
1: mm
0: mm-hmm. um, I could have played that, but you know, I try to avoid singles, two or three
1: singles from the third album. Uh, There's like, what, This Is The Now Is The Time, Ballasts, or what's that's the, the second album?
0: Oh. Um I'm blanking on the song names for, for all that stuff. But I ended up choosing a song that I wasn't even uh I had a different band picked out for this episode actually, when I was listening I was at work the other day and I was like I had seen a Facebook post or something about nothing more or Johnny's page. I was like, i least listen to nothing more in a little while. I am gonna pop some nothing more on. It was I just shuffle, I was just shuffling the whole thing on Spotify and uh, one song just kind of reached out and kinda of, kinda of grabbed me a little bit. It's uh it's the song uh, from their, and it's not a single as far as I know, I from is. their third album, a song called Funny Little Creatures. And there's nothing in the lyrics to me that are particularly, I don't know what it was about the song, you know, that reached out and grabbed me. I haven't listened to the song enough to really know what the song's particularly talking about because he's had a lot of songs about his family and. Uh, his mom, in particular, who passed away and stuff like that. This song is not on those lines. Because I don't think this this whole album here didn't really have as much... There's some anger in this album, but there's not there's as much... some anger, yeah. And some sadness. This seems to me to be the least powerful of the three albums so far. Still some good stuff on there. But I, I thought that, like, it, the way the song come, come to me that day, it was like the second or third song that played. And I was like, this is actually a pretty dang good song. And that kind of makes me want to go ahead and play nothing more on the podcast because they're about to have new stuff anyway. They're literally in the studio recording
1: now. Well, I, guess, I think this is more... They're, they're, the, sto- the Stories We Tell Ourselves, which is the album... Yeah, sorry, I didn't say the name of the album. The Stories the al- We Tell Ourselves. The, their most recent one. Um, it I think it ha- it's a mix of anger because I remember reading somewhere that Two songs in particular off that album is Just Say When and Go to War. Mm-hmm. are uh, based off stories that they heard uh, where him and his father were in grief counseling over the death of his mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, Just Say When is kind of like letting go. It's like, just you know, say when, like when you're done with something. It's like, just say when. And it's kind of like being done. The other one was Go to War about people it's a very bad divorce let's go to war is mm-hmm. is basically seeing the divorce go is going against one another hmm. and stuff like that and so there's a couple other songs that did that and some of them were he they they're a little political right, in some of their yeah, all the, well, they're political yeah. all, all, all
0: three of the albums there's some political stuff yeah. in there Lots of industry stuff and political things. It's it's in there. A lot of a lot of rock bands will have some.
1: They always do a little. Yeah, here and have, there. have
0: have a little something to say. So I'm gonna play that song here in a minute. The last thing the song I want to mention is um, one of the saddest songs I've ever heard in my life. Uh, it's on their second album. It's called uh, God Went North. It's uh, one of a couple of songs that are about his mom, about Johnny Hawkins' mom and her passing. Uh, it's lyrically, musically, and the emotion in which he sings that song—one of the most powerful songs I've ever heard in my life.
1: It, it, it's a song that I didn't pay much attention to the first time I heard it, and then when I found out what it was about and really listened to it, it's—it's a—it's it, a, it's a whoo it's a, it's a great song. It's also a tough song.
0: Yeah, it, it'll it'll bring you down. That's for sure. It, I don't know me how else to explain. It's something you got to experience, and I didn't want to put anybody through that right now with this after talking, uh, talking about a video game and talking about a good band. and mm-hmm. But this is, this is a band writhe of sadness and anger and stuff like that. But
1: enjoy in some time. Enjoy
0: in some cases. Yeah. There's some, some of that <laughs> in there. Uh, not as much. I wonder how he's going to be handling because as, and on the face of things, uh, Johnny's been rather happy over the past couple of years. So the band's success and, he has a lady and stuff like that. So Johnny's been fairly, it seems, happy. You know, who knows? Who knows behind closed doors? People always have uh, other issues we don't know about that they release in their music. So who knows uh, what the the new album entails? We'll be excited. I'm excited to hear what they've got coming because I always enjoy uh, their music and I don't know a lot of stuff about the band. I prefer their earlier sound. Their sound kind of changes a bit of. Rocky and electronicy and back to rock and more electronic. It kind of the band, the band kind of, they walk a fine line. Some of their songs are too electronic for me, especially on the third album. They got really some songs that are just like way too electronic. But then they go back and have some pretty awesome rock stuff on there. This what I picked is more of a, a rock thing. It's a pretty good representation. If you, you remember how you remember how the song sounds probably in your head a little yeah, bit? Yeah,
1: it's got a little. It's got, it, it doesn't a, a little bit of everything off their off the. The story we tell ourselves, yes. It does a little bit, sorry, my brain just was misfiring. Mm-hmm. It does a little bit of their electronica they do. It does a lot of the, um, some softer stuff. But then it does some of his awesome screams. He does, he does pretty fantastic screams that he mm-hmm. can maintain. And we've seen them live a couple of times. And the shows they put on, yeah. there's so much energy, so fun. And they're such nice guys. Yeah, you know, meeting them afterwards, you know, shaking their hands, everything. They're really, they're they're really cool. Like it's one of the, like I just I love them. And then, you know, seeing like seeing him on like social media and stuff. Like more recently, in preparation for the new album, he's like, hey guys, uh, these are just a couple of samples of some screams I'm doing, and it was just like a minute video of him just like screaming like, different variations, yeah,
0: highs and lows and just different things he was doing because he's and yeah. Some behind-the-scenes studio stuff.
1: And like, I, I, I like all of them. They're all really nice people. Of, 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 at least with the time I met them, they're all really nice and really cool. And if one cool thing is we've... I'll never forget. This is super strange. Is, bear with me. We were at a different show uh, speaking to Jesse. From the band 10 years we were speaking to him after the show and we're talking oh yeah we got to see you guys and we brought him up it's like yeah we saw you uh nothing more open for you he's like you you were that show he's like those guys are going to be big he's like i could feel it when they're on stage these guys got something really cool about them Mm -hmm. and then like a year later nothing more is like like not exploding they're not exploding as much as they should they're a great band but Mm -hmm. just the fact that like another pretty awesome band was like oh yeah dude I, I expect great things out of them they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna be big yeah and the fact that he you know we spoke about them briefly I thought that that's actually just a cool little private moment that we shared with him that he probably didn't think about it. I think it's really cool yeah yep uh, yeah sorry I didn't, yeah that's a, it's a good uh, little, do you remember that yeah oh yeah I remember
0: talking to Jesse about him yeah that was at a Breaking Benjamin show mm-hmm. in Memphis uh that was years ago now.
1: But I I remember it uh, because yeah. I, I remember that and he liked my shirt. <laughs> uh, what, what shirt were you wearing? About? I was wearing my uh, my Optimus Prime shirt that looks like Tron. Uh. <laughs> it just says Prime at the bottom. He he, he liked my shirt and we chit chatted about. It. I just, it was just
0: a cool. Yeah, yeah. That's Je- that's Jesse H- Hassik of ten years. He's also a nice guy. We've met him a couple of times. Talked to him after a bunch. We've got we've seen ten years. Have you, have you even did ten years on the podcast? I don't know if you have. Gosh, or not. Golly, I will have to look at the list of bands I've done on the podcast. Ten years is uh, somewhat local band, but they're 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 pretty well
1: known. Though they're more well known than Nothing More is. I do want if you get a chance to see Nothing More live, take it because they have these really. How do you explain it? Because he, they all they build these. Contraptions that they play on
0: while they're while he's singing and they bang on him. and there's just contraptions is the best thing to call it. Yeah. He's he's been posting about building a new one
1: because one of the things one of the most recent ones he calls it the scorpion mm-hmm. and it's he comes up with the i the idea and someone else builds it and then he welds all the extra pieces onto it to make it looks like these rusted. Hunks of like jagged metal and stuff like that, and every now and again he'll post by, "Ooh, scorpion bit back tonight," and he'll have a picture where he's just gushing blood from like his hand. He's like, that "Oh yeah," or something. He's like, "I shouldn't have put my hand there." Yeah. But there's, uh, yeah, he, he those their their live shows are loads of fun.
0: Yeah, we have seen him a few times. We've seen him a few times at smaller venues. I like to see him in a, in a outdoor venues where they really bring out the big stuff, the, the whole attraction. yeah
1: The the Scorpions, but we've almost got hit in the face with their spinning bass thing. A little spinning bass thing, yeah. it's funny. They're like, hey, guys, take two steps back, please. And we're like, why? He's like, take a step back. And he he would unhook it and spin it. He's like, all right, cool. Don't come any closer. (laughs) And they'll, it's really awesome because like all four of the members, or well, the drummers still playing the drums, but the other three members will all play a different thing on this bass at the same time. And it's really awesome.
0: Yeah. I don't know if they still do that one or not. Since they moved on to the Scorpion and then whatever's next.
1: I'm, they do whatever they have fun with. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry, I had to, be yeah, to go on yeah, this we, cool tangent. Yeah, we know. I, I yeah. really like them. It's good to
0: talk, talk good about a band. Cause, cause I think I talked bad about the 12-Foot well, was, was Ninja last. We talked, we talked bad about 12-Foot Ninja. A
1: little bit.
0: We've seen 12-Foot Ninja. So the place we went and saw 12-Foot Ninja was the, was one of the same places we we seen the the base it's the same place we saw nothing more to put on a much better show than 12-Foot like Ninja a month Prior <laughs> <Yeah>. or something <laughs> so I forgot that's, about the both of the It's the same venue yeah uh anyway that's all we got for this we're gonna wrap this bad boy up. Hope you enjoyed the us talking about this game uh and this band. Um when uh I'll let I'll I'll stop here and uh I'll let Blake do his little thing. I'll say check out all our all our internet stuff, follow us on all the things you know, come watch us on Twitch. Come hang out. Send us messages right into the podcast. Nobody writes in it. We we know we have listeners, but nobody writes into this podcast, so we don't know. We take we'll take a game recommendation. I think we got one from uh one of our I think our cu- cousin sent me a couple of things. One actually started playing. So Brian Brian, if you're listening, um, I started playing the Artful Escape. So that will be on the podcast if for too long. I'll get Blake to Blake will play it behind me. Probably it's it's on Game Pass right now. So anybody there's a sneak peek there's a game on the game pass called artful escape it's pretty interesting so far i played the first hour or two the other night spoilers for future episode um other than that it's all the all the same internet stuff we're we're on we're on everything uh go listen to blake's uh other podcast it, it, it releases on alternating sundays to the uh, Because I edit both podcasts. It releases opposite Sundays of this one. That one's all about movies. It's a lot of fun. Blake's good on there. Steve's good on there. Two guys that love movies probably a lot more than you do. Uh, Telling you a lot of things about movies that you probably don't know about them. So lastly, what what I'll be playing here at the end is the song Funny Little Creatures from the album The Stories We Tell Ourselves, which is Nothing More's third album. Uh keep an eye out, you know, follow them on social media too and get ready for their upcoming fourth release. They have no singles out yet, but I'm really excited to hear what they've got coming.
1: And on that note, I want to wish everybody a good evening and good night. It's funny how I can give the best advice, but I can't follow. So I tell myself. So I tell myself